Greta Scott King said, Struggle is a never-ending process. Freedom is never really won. You earn it and win it in every generation. The more I learn and live, the more I believe this quote to be truth. In today's episode, we will begin examining some of the reasons we struggle today and how together we may earn a more equitable freedom. My name is Spring Erickson, and this is Season of Change in Colorado with Spring. This podcast has been developed to speak to the political issues I see we face in Colorado and why I am running for the Colorado State House District 48. It is produced by myself and the Spring Erickson for House District 48 Committee. And as with all political messages these days, my name is Spring Erickson and I approve this message. Now that the legal stuff has been observed, let us return back to today's podcast. As we begin this third podcast, I want to begin with a little history to this moment. As I speak to you, we are coming up on the first federal state commemoration of a special holiday of Juneteenth. This is a holiday that many of us here in Colorado may have never heard of. Some of us may have only heard it spoken on the news over the years, but never really knew what it was all about. I too admit to the fact that up until I was in college back in the late 90s, I only knew it as a celebration of something for African Americans. Then I took a course where we did a deep dive into the years surrounding the events of the Civil War. Juneteenth is the commemoration of June 19th, 1865, the day that the Union Army led by Major General Gordon Granger arrived in the last Confederate stronghold of Galveston, Texas, taking control of the governance of the city and reading a federal order abolishing the institution of slavery to the state of Texas and unifying the rest of the United States. The executive order stated it as such. The people of Texas are informed that, in accordance with the proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves, and the connection thereto for existing between them becomes that between an employer and hired labor. This was one of the most significant moments in both American history and African American history because it was fulfilling the promise given in Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation almost two and a half years after being signed in 1863. It was fulfilling the hope given in that final moments of the Civil War two months earlier when General Lee turned over his sword to General Grant on April 9, 1865. It was the joy of knowing that what had started in Congress on January 1865 would be ratified and become an amendment after three-fifths of the states approved it, making it the 13th Amendment, which was signed December 1865. Many of us have probably never heard the 13th Amendment, so let me go ahead and say it now. Neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment of, for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist in the United States or any place subject to the jurisdiction. Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. 
these were the first steps into what would become Reconstruction America. And back in my college days, my professor added, and over the last hundred years, we're still reconstructing. I'm ashamed to admit that I didn't understand what he was saying in that phrase, but in the past 22 years, I've seen major moments that have defined such a thought. You see, my school age education was very lacking as to how the history of America was not the true history of America. Yes, I learned all the important dates and all the important figures, and especially things like the Civil War and the Civil Rights Movement were very glossed over so that we had the basic events touched. But as I got older and I wanted the deeper understanding of what had happened in this country, I began to see that there was a pattern of those in charge get to define the history, which simply means many important events are left out of our shared history because writing those into the books, that would be writing something unimportant. This is exactly what we see with the history around Juneteenth. That is why it is important to see that in 2021, the federal government declared that Juneteenth would now be the newest federal holiday. Then last month, our governor signed a bill that had been passed by the legislature here in Colorado to make Juneteenth a state holiday, meaning that the holidays curriculum would then be added to our education system in history and teaching future generations about what it really means. The 2020 census tells us that there are 5,773,714 people living in Colorado. Of that number, 1,690,742 individuals are part of a minority group. We as citizens should want to learn about the cultures of all people who live within the state's borders and celebrate the moments which are watershed events in their communities. For it is through this learning and celebration of history that we may begin to understand other perspectives and begin to learn how we can shape our collective future to address issues facing communities today. Juneteenth should be seen as a time of deep reflection and understanding of how there is a perpetual state of racism which resonates today, especially against African Americans. For some of us, that may mean we need to go back and revisit the history in general senses. Re-examine the events like the Civil War and the Civil Rights Movement from different avenues which have not been shown to us previously. If you need this style of refresher, might I suggest you go back and begin with Ken Burns' documentary series on these things. They are an in-depth understanding of how those events affected the country as a whole. If you have moved on and moved up and are ready to see the unabashed, unexpressed history, might I suggest the documentary Exterminate All the Brutes on HBO or Hulu, depending on which subscription service you have. Or view the documentary 13th on Netflix. You can always watch just the cinematic portrayals of some of the great African-American leaders like MLK and Selma or Thurgood Marshall and Marshall or even Jackie Robinson in 42 just to get that flavor. If you are a reader, feel free to find books on Juneteenth's history or other non-fictional works about the histories of African-Americans. 
or even sometimes use fictional histories, fictional stories to bring in the African American's experience or history. Some of my personal favorites are Toni Morrison's Beloved and The Bluest Eye and Angie Thomas's The Hate You Give. I know this is not a comprehensive list by any stretch of the imagination, and if you are feeling so inclined, I invite you to pop on over to our social media community in Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at springco48 and share your favorite books, podcasts, and movies or documentaries, which can help us understand the different culture experiences we share. It is only when we understand the ancestral roots and the lived experience of those who are here now and those who were here before that we can truly begin to grapple with the issues facing a community. To begin to deal with the disproportional injustice being served on minority communities, housing and nutritional needs not being equitably addressed. Education seems to have resorted back to its separate but equal policies through the use of track system education that has created an almost predetermined pipeline from schools to prison for some students of color. These are issues that we can no longer stand, and we need to find solutions. We as the majority must begin to understand that by helping one, we do not punish the other. And yet, a lovely cliche used by my culture seems appropriate right here. High tides rise all boats. But the problem is, if your boat is a yacht, you'll be fine. If your boat's a dinghy with a hole, you will sink. And if you have lashed two pieces of wood together to try to hold on, a rising tide may be the end of your world. Those of us in positions of power must look to help the dinghy repair their ship and find ways to help those just holding on to survive. And understand that it will not tear our yachts apart to help them. It will simply make the world more sustainable for everyone. In my family, we've always lived by the philosophy that you should treat others with the kindness you wish to be treated with. I've always lived by the philosophy that empathy will make the world better. You must empathize with those in situations you have never experienced in order to find solutions. This is exactly what our representatives must do to solve some of the greatest problems of our generation and those of our future generations. This is how we will win freedom. We must strive to understand and solve the problems we face by all, and not just a chosen few. Because now is the time to know that history is being written, and it has its eyes on us for a change. Thanks for joining me today on our podcast. If any of this information has piqued your interest into me as a candidate, we'd love to invite you to visit our website at springco48.com. You can also join us on our social media community on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram at springco48. Thank you again for joining me for Season of Change in Colorado with Spring. Once again, I am Candidate Spring Erickson. I approve this message. May you plant the seeds of change in your own community. Take care, and we will see you next time.